Amen. The amazing grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of anything we can do of our own. Isn't that great? Because none of us would make it to heaven if it was dependent upon anything that we could do. Again, good to see each one this morning. You have your Bibles turned to the book of Hosea. The book of Hosea, chapter 8. We're going to look at the first four verses this morning as I want to begin a series that we're entitling Sounding the Alarm from Within. Now, when we're talking about sounding the alarm from within, we're talking about from within the house of God. Now, in just 23 days, we go to the polls for the most important election of my lifetime and I'm sure your lifetime. The bottom line is we are going to be voting whether we want America to remain a Christian nation or if we want to allow America to become a communist nation. Folks, we're going to be electing men and women to run both our local, state, and national uh, uh, country. And in each of these races, we have men and women running who have no business making decisions for the lives of the people of this great state in this great nation as their ideology and their views and their values go against what we as Christian people believe and what we as Christian people should stand for. Yet on November the 3rd, many are going to go into the voting booth and vote for an individual just because that individual belongs to a certain party. You know, that's the reason we're in the shape that we're in as a nation today, folks, is because those who dare call themselves Christian people, they refuse to look at the record or their voting uh, of the record for uh, and compare the individual they're voting to uh, or voting for for what, you know, how they vote when it comes to God's Word and the values that we as God's people stand upon. Folks, we are electing people with socialistic, anti-constitution, anti-Christian views to run our nation, and the only thing they have done is run our nation off the rail, run our nation off the track. You know, a child of God has no business voting for a person whose political views go directly against the written word of God, yet those who dare call themselves Christians do that every, every election cycle. Say what you will, but I believe any person who allows themse- or aligns himself with uh, Jesus Christ, excuse me, <coughs> in his word, cannot in good conscience align themselves with people who thumb their noses at the Word of God and all that Christ died for. Folks, you and I are responsible to God to be informed voters, and if a person or a political party does not hold to our Christian values, we should not give them our vote, whether they be Republican or whether they be Democrat. Here's the thing. Far too long, far too long, our, 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 both our pulpits and our pews have been silent when it came to both the economic and the moral issues of the day. Here's the sad thing, that if a pastor dare preach on them, some accuse him of being political in the pulpit and even threaten him with, their, with his job. But I believe that's why we're in the shape that we're in as a nation, folks, because far too long our pulpits have been silent. If there's any hope for America... Folks, as we as the church, 
must begin sounding the alarm and it must start within the walls of this church and that alarm must ring loudly outside these walls. Now, let's get to our scripture text. Hosea chapter 8, beginning with verse 1. Put the trumpet, and I'm going to be reading this morning out of the New Century. I just like the way the New Century, uh, you know, uh, uh, translates this. (coughs) He says, put the trumpet to your lips and give warning. Look what he says. The enemy swoops down on the Lord's people like an eagle and have turned against my teaching. They cry out to me. We're going to expound on all these, but here's what they cry out. Oh, God. Oh, God, we in Israel know you, but Israel has rejected what is good, so the enemy will chase them. They chose their own kings without asking my permission. They chose their own leaders, people that I don't even know. And they made their silver and gold into idols. And uh, for all that, they will be destroyed. Folks, listen, it's time to give warning church is time to wake up and give warning that's what he says in verse one there put the trumpet to your mouth look many times throughout history you know god you know he he instructed his prophets to warn the people like in isaiah 58 1 where god told isaiah cry aloud and spare not lift up your voice like a trumpet look The prophets as watchmen were sent by God to give notice of the coming judgments of God. Folks, if America does not turn around, if America does not put God first, you know, within our lives, you know, we're going to experience judgment like we've never experienced before. Church, it's far time that we stop allowing what we feel people might say about us if we challenge these ungodly politicians uh, and what they're shoving down our throats. We, got, we can't be worrying about if we offend someone, whether that person be Democrat or Republican. Listen to me this morning, church. Our allegiance is not to some political party. Our allegiance is to the one who gave his life for us. And pastors must return to being watchmen on the walls if there's any hope for taking our nation back and once again being proud to say that the United States of America is a Christian nation, that the United States of America is one nation under God, and we're talking about God, Jehovah, not God, Allah, not God, Buddha, any other God. One nation under Jehovah. You see, here's the thing. We've allowed political correctness, and sensitivity to the feelings of our people to replace the prophets of God within our pulpit. And because of that, sin has not only taken over our nation, but sin has taken over the lives of our congregation. Think about that. Think about that. Look, it's sad when we cannot refer to someone who takes a knife and cuts off the head of an American citizen, it's shame that we can't refer to that person as a ra- radical Muslim terrorist because, you know, we might offend another Muslim. So be it. So be it. Listen, America, you know, uh, you know, we have to begin to take a stand for what is right. It's sad when we cannot take a stand against the ungodly, anti-God, anti-Christ, anti-church policies of the Democratic Party because we may be uh, labeled 
bringing politics into the church. Church, for watchmen on the wall, there's no room for political correctness. Let me say that again. If we're to be watchmen on the wall like Hosea, like God told us to be, there can't be any room in our lives for political correctness. If people don't like what we're saying, let them go in a fetal position and suck their thumb. You know, let them go in their safe zone. Everybody's got a safe zone nowadays. But we can't be quiet, folks. We can't. We've got to put that trumpet to our lips. And we have to begin once again sounding the, uh, the alarm. If a political party is, is attempting to take away our religious rights, both as Christians and America, we must put the trumpet to our lips and we must sound the alarm loudly. See, here's the thing. As, as the sound of the war trumpet would startle the sleeping people, God would have his prophets uh, warning and awakening his people from their sleep of sin. We've got to put that trumpet to our lips, folks. We've got to stand strong. We've got to be watchmen on the wall for not only the church, but for our nation also. I believe the church has become so complacent that we're numb to sin. And just like Israel, America needs to be awakened. Look, as pastors, as lay people, as Christians, we are forbidden to keep cowardly silent when the house of the Lord is put at risk, put at risk by the sin and the violation of the law of God by those around us. I believe the church of America is under attack like never before. Yet our pulpits remain silent, our pews remain silent, and as a result, the the, the trumpets have not sounded. The trumpets have not sounded. Look, how sad that the Democrats are openly taking away our religious rights and the trumpets are silent. Here's an example. Let me give you a few examples, okay? Now, this was just last week. This this statement I'm fixing to quote, uh, I think we're going to even put it up on the screen. But this is from governor, the liberal Democrat governor of New York, Mario Como, just last week, October the 5th, Okay. Here's what he said. Remember, he shut out all the churches, okay? Here's what he said. Now, we've reduced the number of people in the houses of worship, and I have no problem politically enforcing it. If you do not agree, and if you do not follow the rules, then we will close the institutions down. You know what institutions he's talking about there? The houses of worship. We'll close them down. I am prepared to do that. Now, folks, that is a person that no true believer, anybody that aligns himself with the person Jesus Christ should even think about voting for. Because their ideology, their view is to shut down the houses of worship. On and on we could go with Democrat-run states restricting worship. And even as the governor of California, Governor Newsom, another liberal Democrat governor, now he was being real generous. He said, look, look, guys, I'll allow 10 people in the church, okay? But, but you cannot sing. 
Hey, he's been generous. I mean, he's at least letting 10 people in the church. But he said, you cannot sing, nor can you chant. And the worst, I think, is, is this Democratic governor of Virginia, Governor Northam. He had this to say, advocating abortion after delivery. Did you hear what I said? Abortion after delivery. Here, here's what he had to say. His response is in, is in, you know, people, somebody asking him, a reporter asking him about babies with deformities. Okay? Here's what he said. If a mother is in labor, I can tell you exactly what would happen. Now, he says here the infant would be delivered. If you use the term infant, what are you, what are you calling that baby? It's a baby, correct? Okay, it's not a blob, Right? He says, here's what I, what's going to happen. The infant would be delivered. The infant would be kept comfortable. The infant would be resecuted, or, I mean, resuscitated if that's what the mother and the family desired. And then, okay, have you got the picture here? The baby would be delivered, placed over here, kept comfortable, okay? And then, he says, a discussion would ensue between the physician's and the mother uh, as to what to do with the child. Now, at that point, the baby's alive. The baby's laying over here. The baby is breathing. And at that point, the physicians and the mother would get together to determine whether the baby lives or dies. Now, do you think that goes with the Word of God? So a person who aligns himself with the person of Jesus Christ, a person who aligns himself with the Word of God, has no business voting for people with this ideology. Yet on November the 3rd, many who identify themselves as Christians will go in and vote for people like this. God help, God forbid, put their trumpet to your lips, folks, and sound the alarm. This, you know, and here's the thing. This happened just a few days after the New York legislator and, again, old Governor Como, okay, signed legislation allowing abortions, okay, allowing abortions up to 40 weeks. Do you know what, how developed the baby is in 40 weeks? It's ready to be born. New York signed that legislation. How sad. Church, this is what our silence has gotten us. This is what our silence has gotten us. This is what political correctness has gotten us. This is what uh, keeping the trumpet from our lips have gotten us. It's time, church, to put the trumpet to our lips and sound the alarm. What is happening to our churches? What is happening to our nation? What is happening to our religious rights? Look here. When our voices become silent, sin will swiftly take over a nation. Let me say that again. When the trumpet is not to our lips, sin is going to take over a nation. That's what Hosea said. The enemy swoops down on the Lord's people like an eagle. Look, the prophet compares the, the enemy as moving with the swiftness of an eagle as it darts down on its prey. 
Folks, look at the United States of America. This is exactly what has happened. We've allowed sin to go unchecked. We've kept the trumpet away from our lips when they've passed such things as same-sex marriage and, and abortion and all these other things. We didn't want to get involved because we have to be politically correct. We didn't get involved because of, quote, church and state. And what has happened? The, the, the enemy has swooped down on the Lord's people. We've been silent far too long, church. It's time we sound the alarm from within. You see, sin has overtaken our nation because we have turned from the teachings of the Word of God. That's what Hosea said there in verse 1c. And they have turned against my teaching. Oh, we know what the Bible says, but, you know, we we don't want to do it that way. We know the Bible says that, you know, that, that the marriage is between one man and one woman. We know the Bible says that God hates those who shed innocent blood. And let me tell you something, there's no blood more innocent than that of a newborn babe in the mother's womb. We know the Bible says these things, but we have turned against the teaching of God. God. Israel had broken the covenant which God had made with their fathers and he would, uh, that he would be a God to them and that they would be his people. And how sad that those who we have been elected into office to run our nation have completely turned against the teachings of God and we who dare identify ourselves as, uh, as Christians, who dare identify ourselves with Jesus Christ, continue to vote for these people knowing that all they're going to do is take America further and further away from God, knowing that all they're going to do is take America further and further from the teachings of God. But yet we still do it. We still do it. In fact, they've gone so far as to thumb their noses at the face, in the face of God and His written Word. Now, here's the problem, and here's the warning. When judgment comes, people begin to cry out. You see, everything goes good. People don't cry out to God. But once judgment starts, then what happens? People begin to cry. Y'all remember 9-11? Remember you remember what happened after 9-11? Our churches were full. Our churches were full. Look, here's what Hosea said. They cry out to me. Now, this is after the judgment begins. This is after the prophet says judgment's fixing to come. Here's what he says. They cry out to me. Our God, our God, we in Israel, we know you. We know you. Isn't it amazing the way people are, folks? Isn't it amazing how we want to live our life the way that we want? And then when sin is overtaken us like an eagle, you know, after its prey, and we realize judgment's about to come, we want to remind God that we're your people. Notice how they remind God. <laughs> we, we know you. We know you. Okay? We, we're, you know, we're Israel. We're your people. Why you bring this judgment upon us? We're your people. You know what we're saying in America, folks? God, we are America. Even our money says in God we trust, okay? So, God, you know we're your people. Okay, and God, we're the ones, America, whom you have wrapped yourself in the American flag. Let me tell you something, folks. God has not wrapped himself in the American flag. 
But yet that's what we want to do when we realize judgment is coming. Just as G- Jesus talked about such people in Matthew 15, 18, he says this. He says, this people draw near to me with their mouth, and, and they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Their heart is far from me. Listen, in other words, you say the right things, but your actions say something totally different. You talk a good talk, you know, when you need me, but your walk is far from me. Folks, that's where America is today. Our churches are full of people who talk a good talk, but they're not walking that walk. America, listen, it will be too late to cry out once judgment begins. Let me say that again. Judgment is coming, okay? I'm going to tell you just like Hosea told his people, judgment is coming. And when judgment comes, folks, it's going to be too late to cry out to God, we're your people. It's too late once judgment begins. Look, it's time that we sound the alarm from within and we had better begin blowing that trumpet now and we better begin blowing that trumpet loud. We must speak out against such evil politicians who desire to swoop down on our nation like an eagle on his prey and promote such evils as abortion and same-sex marriage as they pervert the traditional family of one man and one woman that God instituted in the very beginning. Look, we must not fear to say that any politician or or any political party who does not want to mention God in their platform as the Democratic Party did in uh, 2012, we defy you, we reject your ideas, we will not support you, we will not vote for you, you know, so long as your ways do not allow with the ways and the words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And listen. It's not just the Democratic Party I have a problem with. In fact, I can name you some names of Republicans that I will not vote for on the state and national level. So don't think I'm down on just the Democrats, but it's the Democrats that are blatantly throwing this stuff in our face. Look, we cannot trade off what is good for that which is evil. That's what Israel did. Look what he said there in verse 3. But Israel has rejected what is good, So the enemy is going to chase them. Folks, in America, we have changed that which is bad into good. That which is good into bad. We've done the very same thing that judgment was going to come upon Israel as a result of. And again, over the past few decades, we've attempted to trade off our moral values in hope of a better economy. We have overlooked leaders with integrity and more moral values, you know, for those we thought who could bring us more riches. But when you attempt to trade off that which is good in hopes of material gain, folks, all you're going to do is bring judgment upon the nation. Here's what I believe. I believe if the moral climate of a nation is where it should be, the economics of that nation is going to take care of itself. Let me say that again. If the moral climate is where it should be as a nation, and let me tell you, America is not where it should be, but if it is, 
If we worry about the morals, if we get our morals where they should be, and how do you do that? By beginning to follow the Word of God. Then the economics will take care of itself. Look here. I personally cannot and will not vote for any man or woman whose ideology violates all that I as a child of God stand for. I'm going to say it again because I want you to understand what I'm saying. I personally cannot and will not vote for any man or woman whose ideology violates what I as a child of God stand for. If I'm to be a true child of God, I must honor him, not with just my lips, but my heart also. And look, supporting a person or a party who is against all that God is, And all that his word says is not honoring him with my heart. It's not honoring. You can say you're a Christian all day long. But if you're voting for people whose ideology and the the, the laws they're going to pass goes against this, folks, you're not honoring God with your heart. You're not honoring God with your heart. Our allegiance is to the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? And it must take precedence over any loyalty in any other part of our life if the lord jesus is truly our lord then we must serve him if the lord jesus is truly our lord he can't be left outside the ballot box when we go to vote we must serve him in all that we do we must participate in this democracy that he has given us and we must participate listen not as republicans or democrats not as liberals or conservatives, not as men or women, not as blacks or whites, not as Asians or Hispanics, but as sons and daughters of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, let me show you the big mistake in closing that Israel made. Look at verse 4. <coughs> Here's the big mistake. They chose their own king without asking my permission. You know, what, you know what Hosea is saying there? They never went to God in prayer and said, who should I elect? They never went to God in prayer and said, okay, here's the candidates. You know, which ones will violate your word and which ones won't? They chose their own kings without asking my permission. They chose their own leaders, people that I don't even know. You say, well, I thought God knows everybody. What he's talking about is he didn't know them in a personal relationship way. In other words, they weren't saved. They were not Christians. He says, uh, they made their silver and gold into idols, and for all of this, for all of this, because they didn't seek God, because they were electing people who didn't know God, because they were turning their, 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 their focus was on the economics, they turned their gold and their silver, that's what their focus was. He says, for all of this, For all of this, they will be destroyed. Now, looking at those things there just in verse 4, do you think that pretty much describes America? Look, let me me give you four observations concerning their big mistake. First of all, they chose their leader without first seeking God in prayer. Second of all, they chose their leaders that did not even know God. They were electing lost people people who had no relationship with God, people who didn't even know the Word of God to run their nation. 
They chose leaders based on material things. And these unwise choices brought about judgment upon them. Folks, it's happening in America today. Most people don't seek God for who they should vote for as a leader. You know, they're, they're either red or blue. They either ride an elephant or a donkey. And many who call themselves Christian could care less if a person they vote for knows God or not. And I've heard people say, well, it don't really matter if they're a Christian or not. Folks, it does. If they're going to hold to your values, if they're going to hold to the values of the Word of God, it does matter if they're a Christian or not. Now, look, you say, well, we can't know the heart of a person. You know, you're right. But we can look at their values or lack thereof. We can look at their integrity or lack thereof. We can look at whether they align themselves with the Word of God or if everything they stand for goes against the Word of God. We can judge them on their record. <clears throat> look, let me close with a, a, a couple of thoughts here. While the evil goes on, and our nation is led down this path of destruction, the church and her pastors stand silent and afraid to speak up. And folks, that is sad. This country that we love is fighting for her life. This country that many of us in here this morning who have served in the military fought for. This country is fighting for her life as we stand here and speak this morning. Not against mili a military power or foreign enemies, but against principalities and against powers of darkness. You and I as children of God are being called upon to take a stand in this moment of crisis. We're being called to put the trumpet to our lips and sound the alarm. In the face of this relentless onslaught of evil, the church of Jesus Christ has grown timid and it's grown af afraid. We have abandoned the truths of God's Word. We've compromised the, the stern demands of His law. And many pastors have begun to tailor their message to meet the felt needs of sinful men and prostituted themselves uh, and the gospel uh, that, we, that we profess to proclaim for the world of popularity and success. The truth is, and I know we have pastors that watch us each week. Now, they've told me that. Let me just give a challenge to the pastors here real quick. Pastors, God has not called us to be popular or successful. And that goes for all Christians. He has not called us to be popular or successful. God has called us to be faithful. Yet so many pastors are worried about their popularity and their success. They're worried about their numbers in the church. Well, uh, Brother Gene, if I preach a message like this, I'm going to lose some folks. Huh. With that thought in mind, Jesus was teaching one day, and he was teaching about commitment to him. Okay? He said, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you can have no part with me. He, he wasn't talking about cannibalism. He was talking about being sold out to him. And the Bible tells us that many, they left. And you know what Jesus did? 
He didn't go begging them to come back. You know what he did? He turned to his 12 disciples and he said, any of you guys want to go too? Look, if the people in your church pastor cannot handle the truth, maybe they need to go. Maybe they need to go. Because God didn't call you to be, uh, to be successful. He didn't call you to be, you know, uh, popular. He called you to be faithful. And faithful preaching must identify and denounce false gods of this world that call on our people to bow down to them every day. God called us to proclaim His Word, to be vigilant watchmen, standing high upon the walls of Zion, you know, sounding forth the clear trumpet call, calling out God's people to war against the evil and the host of evil that is advancing all around us that's seeking to swoop down on us like an eagle on its prey. We as the Christians of America and we as the pastors of America have failed in our responsibility before God and our country is paying a dear price for our failures, for our failures. Make no mistake about it, folks. We are responsible. And the issue before us as Christians is faithfulness to the Word of God. Are we being faithful to the Word of God? When you go in that voting booth, you know, and you, you know, put your little old mark beside someone's name, is that person going to be faithful to the Word of God? This is something we got to seek and we got to ask and, and, and ask God to lead us in this. You see, but we as Christians, the issue before us is faithfulness to the Word of God. It's submission to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. To speak to the moral issues of our day, it's vital and it's essential and, and, and it's our God-given responsibility, folks. You know, and fail to do so is no less than the denial of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. God ho told Hosea a little bit later in Hosea, uh, he, he told him this words about Israel, and I think it applies directly to America also. God said this in Hosea 13, 6. I think we got it up there for you. Yeah. He said, when I fed them, they were satisfied. And when they were satisfied, they became proud. And what happened? They forgot me. Now, do you think that might describe America today? God has blessed the United States of America for over 200 years. And we've become satisfied. And because we have become satisfied, we've become prideful. And because we have become prideful, folks, we have taken the Word of God, we have taken God Himself, and we have cast it aside. We have cast it aside. And when judgment comes, we're going to say, God, this is us. This is America. We're, we're Your people. You know us. God's just going to shake His head. He's just going to shake His head. Look, let us never be guilty of being so satisfied with the blessings of God that we forget the God of the blessings. Close with one more uh, thought here. The hope for America is not dependent upon those who are in Congress. The hope for America is not dependent upon those who are in the Senate. 
or those who are in the White House. The hope for America is dependent upon those in the church house. On their knees, crying out to God and being faithful to Him. Not faithful to a political party, not faithful to an elephant or a donkey, not faithful to red or, or, or blue, but faithful to him. Faithful to him. Let's pray.